Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is like my youth right here. <laughs> what was he so mad about? Everything. Yeah, but why? What was, what was so bad about his life? Because he grew up in the 90s. 80s and 90s, man. That's what that's we're all yelling about. The 90s was like the best decade. Like, there was no war. We had a budget surplus. Like, I mean, Don't get me wrong. We were all mad at everything. I mean, I grew up... Remember, I went to high school from like 92 to 95 range. And then 91 to 95, and... We were mad about everything. Didn't matter. We had big pants on. We had basketball shorts underneath. We were, I mean, nothing fit. It was awesome. You have big pants on. I wear the same size pants now as I did then. But I also had four pairs of shorts on when I wore them back in high school when I weighed significantly less than I do now. What were you, specifically, what were you mad about in the 90s? I, I honest, this is, a, this is my question. I, I was a suburban kid. So suburban. Yeah, I grew up in Germantown. I uh, was mad about everything. There was no re- I don't know. I was in, retro- because- in retrospect, do you think that anger was misguided? I think it's just like teen angst. Like it took a while for me to like get over that because, of course, you know, as a teen, everything everything makes you mad. Yeah, and that's how it, it was. It just was being a, perfect- a teen it, sucks. I'm it does, and. Li- and you listen to that music, and you get just jazzed up, and you just want to just start punching things. And you're a teenager, so you just start punching things. I don't think the music of my teenage era was so so enraged. Like, I don't think that we had rage. Oh, I don't think you did. Like, when I was a teenager, like, what? I don't even know what music. Britney? Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, that's not going to piss you off. No. A lot of, like, sync. I think I don't know. I don't. I you had to go some underground. I mean, we had like we had hardcore rap, MWA. Yeah. We had rap. Ice T. I like rap. to to 
Public Enemy. We, then we had. I love Public Enemy. Oh my God, so good. Then you went into like Rock, where you had like Limp Bizkit, which was a switchover. Little Lincoln Park in there. Lincoln Park. Um, yeah. sure. Rage Against the Machine. Rage was like that's If you got to a Rage concert, those it was just like a battle to get through. Now they're awesome. like awesome. Like they're they're very um, they're like good people. Oh no, they've always been they're, like they've always been like political people who always push for the right thing. But that's what that's where their stance. Like like there's a rage against the machine. Machine was the government. The government's trying to hold them down, trying to trying to put them in places they don't want to be. And now they're super political, which they've always been. Just unlike you two, who sucks. <laughs> you two rage matter. Yep, you two. I don't care for you two, and I know that you two is like Bono is like one of the greatest selling artists on the planet. Not my cup of tea. Okay. A lot of people like shitty music. Yeah. We could do a whole hour of us just talking about <laughs> music. It would not be, it would be like The Ringer, which I know people really like, like Bill Simmons, also not my cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's always just like, okay, if every, it, what's, uh, let's compare all the members of the Washington football team to episodes of Scrubs. Like that's some Bill Simmons shit right there. Um, you want to talk a little football? Let's talk some football. All right. I'll start off by saying I'm bored, I'm broke, and I'm back. <laughs> the Cult of Cult, we are back. Now a week removed from Washington football team football. Uh, NFL playoffs still going on this weekend. Thank you all for tuning in. Gumby is with me. Uh, Gumby, did you watch any playoff football this weekend? Yeah, I did. I watched a little bit of some games. It was nice. I uh, hate to see Phillip Rivers go and retire. I know he didn't really yes. play this weekend. News but of we the day. A, we had some great battle uh, with uh, Brady versus Breeze. It looks like Breeze is out the door as well. Uh, we have a bunch of quarterbacks who have been playing way too long and still being way too good. But it was a good battle, and uh, and even though Brady torched us at Washington, he, he did the same thing to New Orleans, who we all thought was significantly better than us. So that feels good to put us on on that level. Let me give you my 60-second uh, review of all four games. Go. Okay. Packers, I think, are going to win the Super Bowl. They are very good. Aaron Rodgers is playing some of the best football of his life. He deserves another Super Bowl. He's fantastic. Washington could have drafted him, but instead I believe they drafted Carlos Rodgers. And then Jason Campbell went one pick later. So congrats, Washington. You played yourself. Um, Really bummed that the Ravens lost to the Bills. Very upset uh, seeing that RG3 uh, injury. Really loved that the Bills fans went and then donated to his charity. Uh, Bill's Mafia like really came together and, m- and made some donations there, sort of as an act of good faith. I really I did really... not see that game, so I don't even know what happened to RG three. Uh, did I say who did I say? RG three. You said RG three. Oh my gosh, Lamar Jackson. Oh, what happened to him? I, I did not watch Con- the game. Knocked out of the game. Oh, he got another concussion. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, that sucks. He got um, homed. He did, bringing us to the Chiefs Browns game. I. I have some ties to Kansas City. Uh, Washington plays Kansas City next year. I think we'll have a good week of podcast guests that week because we have some good ties uh, to to the Kansas City Chiefs. I will say this. I really like Patrick Mahomes. He's super-duper fun to watch. So fun to watch. The second that he got hurt, that he got knocked out of the game, something in my brain decided, oh, we're rooting for the Cleveland Browns now <laughs> and I, I was like wait it. I like the Chiefs I think they're fun like I think they're good but like the idea of Chad Henney accidentally ending up making it to a Super Bowl is not fun for me I just can't trust the Browns that was my thing I don't have a, a bad bone a couple of my friends are Brown fans I just I just can't trust them I couldn't turn around turn that little knob and be like I'm gonna root for the Browns yeah getting they, the, getting your head everybody. Getting your head to the point of saying, like, oh, the Browns are good and fun is not something that anyone has thought of since, like, the 50s or the 60s. Especially being Um, a Washington fan, I don't like being hurt. No. I get hurt all the time. Don't need it. And then the Bucks saints game, that was a surprise. Um, 
uh, Drew Brees. So I saw a lot of people saying like Drew Brees looked comparable to Peyton Manning in that last season where he was just like he had no zip on the football. I disagree. I think Brees looked better than him Agreed. at that point because Manning looked really, really bad at the end. But Brees, Brees looks better, but he's washed. Like I think if he hangs him up, which it sounds like he's going to do, he's all but done it. Um, I think that's the right call in this he, he had some zip on the ball, but he couldn't go past 20 yards. Like he no, could not was... do the long ball. So he's got zip in that in that frame, but everyone knew it. So there was no long ball so that there's no threat. So they just crowded the box and said, here we go. Yeah. I, man, I really, really, really don't want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to, to you know what? And frankly, I actually don't have a lot of hate for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um Really, I just I don't I can't watch Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. I really just can't stand it. Uh, I know, I know. A good friend of mine's a P- Tampa Bay fan, and I feel good for him, but I don't want it to happen either. <sighs> yeah, I really I would like to see either. The, I would love to see a uh, at this point. I think a Bills Packers Super Bowl would be a very fun oh, Super Bowl. That would be fun. That and then you know, seeing Aaron Rodgers play and a little Allen and, and the Bills are so much fun to watch. They are, which is also and, a very peculiar sentiment yeah. to own because and they haven't watching been for Diggs a long play time. for Maryland makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should we talk a little bit about the Washington football team and sort of what's going on? Um, and I, I'm not saying that in a way to imply that um, they're doing anything nefarious or uh, that makes us drink <laughs> that won't stop us, though. Uh, this team does make us drink and every so often I mean, we're going to come together and talk about it and I'll start us off there by Gumby by saying uh, what you sipping on you know what we we haven't with all the guests we've had in the playoff talk we've been kind of fading away from the what you're sipping on yeah but I'm glad we're bringing it back I'm a yeah. big fan we'll I, do I'm it. a big fan we need to do a better job of briefing our guests to let them know that this is something that's going to be expected of them so they'll have to come prepared Though I suppose, you know, you don't want to make assumptions with folks that uh, you don't know so well. But we may just be like, oh. hey, we're going to be having some things, and you can tell yeah, us what you B-Y-O-B. like. Yeah, BYOB. Hey, yeah. guys, BYOB, we will be being, so you better being being if you'd like to. Like, you know, yeah. no judgment, but we will be being. Okay, so what um, are you sipping on? I'm actually rocking over here a lovely Dogfish Head. Okay. American Beauty Hazy Ripple IPA. Mm. And it's got, it's really cool because it has a bunch of the Old school, Grateful Dead looking. Oh yeah, it bears, does the bears and 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 the insignias. It's wonderful, and it's a nice. It tastes like a light IPA, mm. which I love. Uh, I, I'm a big hazy fan actually, and huge fan. It's got seven percent alcohol. Would never have known about it. Uh, love it. It's been delicious. Like I got two here, a backup for when I finish this first one. Yep. So big fan of the hazy. Uh, I think today's you know besides this team making me drink, it's been a little bit of a celebration. You know, we get to change yep. some stuff here in DC. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Brian, what you sipping on? Amazing segue. You're a professional. Fantastic. Thumbs up. Two stars. Two stars out of what two. we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right. It's, it's a, a, a momentous day. I am sipping on all champagne. Uh, been aging. I don't know. Do you, do you age champagne? I'm going to sound like a total doofus by even asking this question. Uh, no. No, you, you do not age champagne. champagne. I'm well, shocked. It lasted long as it did. Yep. Uh, aged, aged a little champagne, popped some bubbly, had a nice uh, mimosa this afternoon, a little eggs and mimosa for lunch, late afternoon lunch, you know. Um, it was happy hour, basically. Happy hour somewhere. So, yeah, I'm also rocking some water. Can't really throw <laughs> back the way that I used to, so want to want to stay hydrated. Always got to stay hydrated, folks. That's very important. Keeps you um, from the hangover. Yeah. So, <laughs> with that that being said, um, Washington <coughs> football team didn't play this week. It's been now a week since they fell to that Tampa Bay team in the Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, it, it's weird. We're in this spot right now. Why? So here's my take on on Washington writ large. The, the Washington football team historically has always it, it's always in the news like they are always there's always and the NFL really like they have it they do a fantastic job of like keeping themselves relevant year round 
once your team is out, there's sort of a little bit of a drop off, but because football's still being played, I think things are still like you get a little bit of time to not really have to pay attention to your team so much. You're like, okay, there's other things that are going on. But as soon as the Super Bowl happens, you know, the the pre draft stuff becomes huge. And then they do the draft, and then there's mini camp, and then there's training camp, and then you hit the season. And so, like, you know, what f- f- I want to say. F- 45 out of 52 weeks of the year, like you could be reasonably having a conversation about your football team and have there be different things to have, like talk about. I think right now we're kind of in a period where it's sort of that lull in between, you know, like we haven't really started doing draft conversations yet. But well, Mel Kuyper's on it all the time anyway, so he's probably has six draft boards for 2022. So don't worry yeah. about him. But you know what, what is going on this week? Um, but actually, so there there is something going on this week. Yeah. Uh, not surprisingly for the, for the Washington football team, it's it's quarterback time. Um, there is some rumors going around mm-hmm. that Deshaun Watson, out of the wonderful Houston Texans who played horrible, is yeah. trying to get out. He's decided that he doesn't want to be there for a rebuild. He's trying to go to a team that has a chance of winning. And with that little nugget coming out, it has sent – the wonderful world of Washington football team into an uproar. What Washington football oh, team Twitter into an Twitter, uproar. the Twitter world, but also like, you know, and Hogs there's Haven. Been, we wrote about it. We wrote about Hogs it. Haven and anywhere on social media. Yeah, it's a big thing. Like, what if it's a, it's that big? He's the prize for yeah. this offseason. Everyone knows it, uh, whether it's a free agent, a trade. He's the prize. So the question is. You know, where are we at right now? We kind of talked about this last week, but where are we at on sure. quarterback? And then the second part is, is Watson what we want? What will it take? And if not Watson, then who? Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I think it's I think it's a reasonable thing for us to discuss. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, I assume you've read something or heard something about this somewhere else. Because you're right. It is something that's going around. We've had another podcast, not you and I, but on this channel, um, discussing Deshaun Watson, Denton Day did a podcast about it. Um, I believe we've written about it on the site. You know, it's 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 in the news. It's it's something to talk about. And you're right. He's he's clearly unhappy with the franchise, the direction of the franchise. I think he has received an overwhelming amount of support from people close to the organization. Um J.J. Watt has said, come out and said things. Andre Johnson has come out in support of Deshaun Watson. Uh, Arian Foster, who's the all-time leading rusher for the Texans, has come out in, in support of him. So this is a very visible schism that's happening between their star player and the franchise. Like, he's, he's you know, he's almost... He'll, right now, even at this point, he's probably a top 10 player in that franchise's history. He's, a, he's top five, and he hasn't even completely peaked yet. Right. This, so, this is a team changer. This is a, a someone who can change the opportunities that teams have. It can He can make other people better. Yeah. Everyone talks highly of him. Yeah. Watson is the holy grail of this offseason. Mm-hmm. And that being said, you're talking about teams from the Panthers to the Bears, the Texans themselves, Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, San Francisco, and us are all looking to get him. And with that being said, what will it take? And Houston say they want everything. They sure. want your draft. They want your car. They want your, your firstborn. They want everything. And, and they have they, – they, why shouldn't they? This is their opportunity to get everything they can out of one of the best players in the league. But the caveat is someone like the Jets have got the ability to give them a bunch of draft picks, a bunch of this, a bunch of that. But he gets to decide where he goes. He has a no-trade clause. Right. He can pull that out and go, I'm not going to the Jets because no one wants to go to the Jets. So that leaves him with teams that he thinks can win. I think that significantly reduces that availability. And if, and if you know Alex Smith retires and we have $54 million cap space, Watson will look at us and go, there's an opportunity there. He's also going to do the same thing with Miami because Miami did pretty good and they have some extra draft picks available. 
So us, Miami, he's – I don't see him staying in Houston. I think he's out of there because he wants to win. Um, the Colts are hit or miss. I don't know what they have available. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears are out. The Bears don't really have a lot available, I don't think. So so we're talking about maybe four teams, and if we're willing to give away the house, we have an opportunity to get Watson. Okay, so, you know, without without being experts on what other teams have even to offer, I think we probably can't speak too much to it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and break down the roster. I think the only one beyond Washington that I will speculate on is if the Dolphins make a move, they're going to have to trade. Tua is going to be involved in that trade. Yeah, he would. He absolutely. would have to be. And I would say there's probably a chance of at least one, maybe more first round draft pick, and at least two, maybe more second round draft picks. That would be my guess. More than likely, it's going to be two to three firsts, or two firsts and a bunch of twos. So. If you think about that for Washington, I mean, initial reactions, does that strike you as the type of thing that may be appealing? Yes. You would say yes to that deal? Absolutely. This is why. Assuming if we're going just picks, only picks, picks. no players— no, and we can we can talk we can talk about players. I, I don't really know that there's well much the, the the one that keeps popping up is Chase Young, and absolutely not. I'm just Chase gonna, Young. Let's take that off the table. I yeah. Initially, I was going to say at least one of the four guys along the defensive line, but you're right. It probably, I mean, we're talking about one of the best, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a team has never played for a team where they've really put the options around him and <clears> built <throat> the team in a way that would allow him to succeed. That he he. He's leaving. I don't know that he's at his prime yet. He's like pre pre peak in my mind. So you know that you are immediately going to become. I'm I'm not going to say a contender because one guy can't do it, and it's not fair to put it on him. And like, there's too many other things. He it's an important position, but it, you know. Um, but you're immediately going to become markedly better in one day as a franchise. You're going to meet a need immediately that you would have to um that you can you could bank that on that but so what does that mean in practical terms um you know the thing that stands out in my mind and I'll, i would ask you this um is there do you have any sort of reticence or hesitance based on washington's not so distant history with selling the farm all the picks to get Robert Griffin. So first of all, Robert Griffin, if it had worked out, if he turned out to be the quarterback that we all hoped he would be, no one would have talked about the draft picks. It would never have come up. If he'd given us five years, maybe six, we got a Super Bowl out of it or even some good playoff runs. We wouldn't be having the conversation about selling the house, selling selling the entire thing. It wouldn't have mattered, but he, he ended up being a complete dud at the very end. But with Watson, you already know he's good. You already know he's good. We give up this year's and next year's ones. Again, whether Texas take it, whether Watson goes to get here, I don't know. But we're saying 2021, 2022s, ones, and twos. So you give away four picks, possibly a third. Let's say that's five total picks in the next two years. We have enough cap space available to be able to fill in some of those spots. On, and with our draft history of those five, probably three work. So we use the, the free agency. We pull in people that way. We pay a little bit extra, but we get Watson in here. Mm. And with the team we have, what really needs Watson in here, a wide receiver getting here, and someone in the secondary, maybe. We may have him in the house. But now we're talking about chance. And I don't know about you, but I'm willing to, to give away five draft picks for a chance, for a real chance at this. <sighs> Yeah, you know, I think um, I still think it is probably more. Like, I think it, I think those picks are. If I had to guess, those picks are the the ones that we just talked about are probably the baseline any team is going to have to give up. Agreed. That's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, well, they're, they're talking about Miami right now. Where Miami has two picks this year, uh, so they give away two one round one rounders this year. 
uh, a one or two next year, and then another two, then possibly Tua. So you're talking about three, four, maybe five draft picks and Tua for Watson. We can't, we can't compete to that unless we throw in someone like Montez Sweat or someone like Chase Young, if that's what they want in that whole system. And and I love Sweat and I love Chase Young. Chase Young's becoming a leader on this team. I'd hate to lose him. I despise losing him. And I think there's so much upside to Montez Sweat. It's like it, it would be painful to lose those two. Yeah, in my mind, you know, there's this idea. I took I took a psych class one time in college. There's a principle that, um, and we see it very much in fantasy football, especially that people don't people don't like trading what they have. They would rather have something, even if they know that it's bad. But they people psychologically, there's a principle that people value their own things more typically than they they overvalue their own things than how other people see them, how other people value them. So, you know, it's like the same idea if you've ever sold anything on eBay. You want to set your starting price at face value of the thing that you bought for it. Well, I paid for this thing. I don't want it anymore. I want to make my money. Someone else sees that price. They're going to they're gonna think you're, lo- you're a loon because, you know, if, if I have a, an iPod or whatever, and it's like, oh, well, I spent $250 on this iPod. I'm going to post it for $250. And, you're like, and I see an iPod on there. I'm like... A used iPod for two hundred fifty dollars, you're you're crazy person. I'll I'll pay seventy five dollars for yeah, absolutely. it. You know, so there is a psychological element of saying, I like what we have more than the potential unknown of not having it. So it is. I will I will be honest. It is hard for me to critically evaluate just how good Chase Young is because I really like him. And I, I, I have a hard time stomaching the idea of not having him anymore. And maybe, and this is crazy to say, he's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Maybe yes. I have overvalued him. Like maybe he's he is expendable if in this way. But I think there are a couple of other pieces here that are worth considering. Washington. So this is one in the in favor of making the move. Um, category. Washington historically is very okay. bad at drafting in the second round. They're extremely bad at drafting in the second round. So second round draft picks for them historically, and again we're talking about an era that predates this current group. So before Ron, before any of this stuff, um, when you walk through the second round draft picks, the last time they had a second round draft pick was 2018. They drafted Darius Geis in the second round. In 2017, they drafted Ryan Anderson, yeah. who has not quite panned out. He's he's, he's productive. Still make he, it though, right? I, they play him on special teams, but like everyone was really amped up because that's not a second round draft pick. You want to get a six round draft pick right. if you're going to get a special team guy. So yeah, 2016 draft they drafted Sue Cravens, didn't work out. 2015 uh, draft they drafted Preston Smith. It is. Craven's no. still in the league? I know he didn't. Yeah, he, yeah his mind went. Yeah. He went tough. bad. Um, in 20, <laughs> yeah, 2015, Preston Smith. 2014, Trent Murphy. 2013, David Amerson. We're going back pretty far now. Then they didn't have one. Yeah, we, I haven't found anybody who I'm 2011 was Jarvis <laughs> Jenkins. Uh, they went a couple years with that one. 2008, the all-timer. Do you remember who they drafted in the second round of the 2008 draft? If I did, I'd be really shocked you remember myself. when I say it. Uh, they had three second-round draft picks. They drafted... Ooh! Th- now, uh, three opportunities to uh-huh. one good draft pick out of there. They drafted Devin oh, that Thomas. That They drafted okay. Fred Davis. Fred Davis wasn't bad. He wasn't good. And they drafted Malcolm Kelly. Ah, oh, we should we should give away all our second <laughs> and draft I believe, picks. If I remember correctly, I'm not going to look it up. Um, no, I take it back. I'm going to look it up. Deshaun Jackson look I think, was taken yeah. one pick after one of those two wide receivers. Uh, yep. Oh, it, that's it, painful. 
Actually, you know what? I don't. The Deshaun Jackson, and he. I know he played for us, and we did for the Eagles, but he is just a just an annoying pain in true, the ass. But he was very good here. Yeah, he he can produce like crazy, but he's not like a leader of a team. He Washington, only cares about himself. Washington well, drafted again, whatever. Kevin Thomas first at 34 overall. The next two guys after him went to Pro Bowls. Brandon Flowers for Kansas City and Jordy, Jordy Nelson. Could have had Jordy oh. Nelson. Then at, yeah. at 48, they drafted awesome. Fred Davis. The next two guys went to Pro Bowls. Deshaun Jackson and Clias Campbell. And then... Yeah, but Fred Davis played some games. He did. I got Henny. Chad Henney was also That's drafted sad. in this round. And then... Malcolm Kelly was drafted immediately after them, and two more. So we we bookend a bunch of Pro Bowls, but our guys barely made it. Yep, in the and league there were two more, more Pro Bowlers in that round that were drafted after all of them. Ray Rice went fifty-five overall. Martellus Bennett went sixty-one. So there, there were two Pro Bowl wide receivers that we did not draft, and one Pro Bowl tight yeah. end that we did not draft, but. We drafted two wide receivers and a tight end. So, anyway, I'll stop talking about second-round draft picks there. <clears throat> but, so so let, let's get back to the, yes. the Watson scenario. Would you, and this is a direct thing, let's say we had the opportunity, and I'm going to go through it. Two yeah. ones. So, 2021, 2022, two ones. A two... And Montez Sweat. Would I do that? I think it's going to be more than that. But yeah. um, no, that's a good I'm question. Just, you, just throwing something out we there. Do this. Uh, yeah. Two yeah. ones, two twos, and Montez. But just look at two twos. Montez two ones, sweat. two twos, and Sweat. So here, here are the the factors really, and you could have said any number of ones and any number <clears> of twos and any member of that defensive line, and my calculus would be the same. I okay. stand by what I said in that Washington immediately becomes better if they have Deshaun Jackson, or Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Um, <laughs> I would love to see Deshaun yeah. Jackson at quarterback. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, the other piece that I think is the most crucial piece is it's a three-parter. Would they have? money would they have cap space to sign i mean you got to sign sign him i think he's due another pretty big contract coming up he's he's already signed it he's already signed the contract uh it's popping up uh this year it's 10.5 to the cap space and then it increases significantly so do they have the cap space and we don't i don't i'm not really a, a cap nick or whatever are they will if they do? Are they willing to spend the cap space to put pieces around Deshaun Watson that will complement him? Because right now, I don't think they do have those pieces. I think Steven, when Steve, I'll put it this way: if Steven Sims is your best, second best wide receiver, you don't have the pieces. And, and people love our running backs. Nope. But they haven't really done a lot. Nope. Let's be honest about that. I mean. Logan Thomas won me over this year, but I still think they... You know, there are a lot of places. The The one thing I will say, and it's the thing that we were most down on all year, we were most down on it, and this is where I promise you we will always admit when we are wrong. The The offensive line was far exceeded our expectations. They 100%. would also need to be better in order to feasible... And Deshaun... Watson is a mobile quarterback. He can make plays with his feet, but you can't rely on a, like you want. You need to be able to give a quarterback a clean pocket, and I don't know that they can reliably do that in a way that will allow him to succeed. So that's part two. Are they willing to spend the money in a meaningful way? And then part three is: Do you trust them to make the right decisions with that money? Are they going to be shrewd, and are they going to hit on those those picks? Because historically. I don't know. I uh, and again, it's I'm generalizing because a lot of the people who made the decisions that I'm thinking about in particular are no longer with this organization. Fish rots at the head. Dan Snyder's still here. I mean, that's the omnipresent force that we have to just always contend with. Like every conversation is caveated by, well, they can make a bunch of changes, but Dan Snyder's still here. Every single conversation about the Washington football team. Every single one. And he has a, has a history of jumping in on a draft and just 
Yeah, choosing and random a, people. You know, because and part of the reason it comes up is because, well, even in the best of circumstances where he has empowered other people to make decisions, that it is the fact that by its nature that he made those decisions to empower those people automatically makes me question them. And I will do I you know obviously like Ron Rivera has been a really good hire so far, but like the fact that they who made the decision? Dan Snyder made the decision. Maybe he made a right one. I just like I'm I'm pre-programmed to be skeptical of his decision-making ability, even when he's delegating decision-making ability. He has done this numerous, uh, and we're going through a little bit later. Uh, but he's done this numerous time where he hires a coach, gives him a season or two, and then takes it away. Sure, Shanahan. So, so, yeah, you're it's right. Come up. I'm t- not going to argue. Schottenheimer. Yeah, time Shanahan. Time again. Me too. I love Schottenheimer, but agreed. Um, and remind me later, uh, if I haven't told you before, the Deion Sanders Schottenheimer story oh, is amazing. For that. Um, it's old school. So old school. But so the reality is, as a Washington football team fan, as I'm, I'm going to call this out on the podcast right now, we're not going to get him. Other teams have better options yep. for the Texans, and they are they are teams that are on the rise just like we are. That have that that Deshaun Watson would go to. If I was him, I'd go to Miami too. It seems like a great opportunity for him as a player. The, Miami is hot. DC is fine. <laughs> yeah, but Miami's hot when it comes yeah. to like living there. You know, uh, Ashburn, Virginia is no, not nearly not as quite cool as, sexy. as Miami Beach. I'm sorry, guys. I like Ashburn. Great wineries. They got the weird eye fly, but it's not the same. So throw that off. Who's next? We don't get Watson. Who's out there that gives us an opportunity? Well, okay, so the, so, um, so one you of the think ones that keeps coming up. No, you think it it can't happen. No. Okay. He's not coming. Do you think? Do you think they are willing? All of the things being equal, do you think Washington is willing to put the assets out there to match the offer that's get that gets accepted? I don't think they can. I don't think they can. I think Miami rolls up with the. the Two ones for this year, a one for next year. That's three ones in two years. They're going to throw a second and or Tua in there. You're going to get a, a, a backup or first string quarterback. You're going to get some twos, a whole bunch of ones. We can't match that unless we literally give away everything we have. Yeah. So we can't okay, like match you know, that could Washington offer three ones, three twos, and all four guys in the different defensive front line, like? No, 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 they could. We're not going to. No. So, no. yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you that they just they can't even if they had the willingness to. I don't think they can. Um, no. So, frankly, like the discussion of whether or not they should is kind of a moot point because they can't. It's probably they just can't. not going to happen. It would it's, be. It's 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 sure. great to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to fire off some names. And I'm going to see how you feel about the opportunity for them to be the quarterback next year for Washington. Okay, hit me. I'm, I'm not looking at. I, I'm going to take away anybody who's on the team now. That I'm going to start off that. Yeah. So, so Heineke's mm-hmm. out, Allen's out, Smith, all of them. So, so let's talk about people. I will. Who don't, I will start by saying. I think you throw those three out. I think that, regardless of the direction that they go, I don't think it'll be any of the three of them. That's and fine. I think it will That's, be the that right makes call. Sense. Regardless of the call that they make, I think some one of them, one or two of them, sure, is going to be yes, a backup. But I don't think any of them but, should be the yeah, starter for the going into week one. Probably not. Uh, okay, let's let's start off with um, the one I saw today. Uh, he used to play for Carolina, and we know how much yeah. we love Carolina here. Cam Newton. <laughs> yep. Um, if Washington had an opportunity to get Cam Newton, would I want them to? Is that the question? Whether you want them to, yeah, want them to. Let's talk about it. should he be the quarterback. Would I want next them to. Year? I think I'm in the minority of people that believe that the answer is yes. I would not be upset if they were able to go get Cam Newton, a guy who's been to a Super Bowl, has been an MVP, who has thrived under this coach, who I think has more left in the tank than people give him credit for. Is he the guy he once was? No, he's not. He's not. His his best football is behind him, but I still think he has some left in the tank that he um, he didn't. You know, this year started off really hot for him, and then it kind of petered off. Uh, I still I believe still in Cam, so I believe yes, um, I would be okay with it. I would be more than okay with it. 
Absolutely not. I am tired and tired of hitting people at the bottom of their careers. We have a young team. We have a team that can do so much. Cam is not an atypical quarterback. He's great on his feet, which he still is. But when he throws that ball, no one knows where it goes anymore. He had more interceptions and touchdowns this year. He fell apart for the Patriots, of all, of all people. Does, did he have a lot of tools? Nope. But there's not a lot of offensive tools here either. So we'd be paying money, not a lot, mind you, but we'd be paying money for someone who's definitely on the back end of his career, who has not shown over the last couple of years he can play. He wasn't supposed to be a starter. Ended up playing anyway. It kind of all fell apart, and no one really wants him. I don't think he has a lot left in the tank. I think he has about three or four games in him, and then he's going to kind of so, peter out again. He's a very uh, he's a very odd throwing skill and uh, motion, and people see it. They see it well now because he's getting slower. He used to, be able to get you with his feet. He used to have this pump that was awesome, and a lot of that is gone. I do not want Cam in a Washington football. And I respect that that is the majority opinion. Um, however, and I know that you also have a list of guys that you want to sort of like go through here. Uh, get my opinion. I oh, behind the scenes curtain, uh, behind the curtain tip here. I can't see the list. Um, if you're if you are against the idea of going and getting a guy whose best football has already been played, I think the list of the list of people who are uh, even options are pretty limited. The ability for them right now to go out and get a guy who has not played his best football yet, uh, I can't. I can maybe think of one example, and maybe we'll get. Maybe he's on this list, so I'll hold his. I'll hold the name to the end, and I'll let you go with the list. But absolutely, no. Okay. I, I have a couple here. So okay, we get. So yeah, we already got through Cam. Do we trade? And this has been another one. Do we trade to get Matt Stafford? So if the question again is, would you be cool if Matt Stafford was a starting quarterback in game one? Yeah, yes. I'd be totally cool with that. I would. It, and again, I know this doesn't meet your criteria of like guys who's be, like he's on the he's getting towards the tail end here. If they wanted to keep him, they would have kept him. If they thought he had his best football ahead of him, they would have kept him. I would. I think he has really gotten a bum rap. Just Detroit is not a great place to get drafted by Washington has also not been a great place to get drafted by. I'll give you that. But even to like have had Megatron and like just have coaches who are total doofuses and management that is unable to support players around you. I believe that I believe that Matt Stafford is a better quarterback than other quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls for sure. hundred percent. And I'm not even just talking about like Dilfer. I'm talking about, I, um, I mean, I'm talking about Foles. I'm talking about probably Flacco, even though I really like Joe Flacco. <laughs> Maybe they could go get Joe Flacco. Um, I think in the right set of in the right environment, Absolutely I think not. Matt Stafford. <laughs> I think Matt not. Stafford. Oh, people aren't going to like this. I think Matt Stafford. Uh, go for it. I would take Matt Stafford in the right set of circumstances over Eli. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. I agree. I with know that I, yeah, and I know that Eli yeah, somehow no. managed to win two Super Bowls. How he did it, I will never know. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame. It is going to baffle me until the day that I die that Eli Manning is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback who won two Super Bowls. But neither here nor there. Um, so would I, yeah, would I be okay with Matt Stafford? Yeah, for sure, I would. See, I, I agree with you on this one. I agree that Matt Stafford would be uh, better for this team, and I'll explain why. Again, I know, I just said someone on the tail end of his career, which Matt Stafford is, but he's played for a horrible team. He has played for the Detroit Lions, which is just one niche above the Jets, and he has made a career out of it. He has decent numbers and has been consistent his whole career. Cam Newton is on the decline, severely on the decline. His numbers keep going down, and when he doesn't do well, he does really bad. Matt Stafford's always been consistent. I think he still has two to three good years left in him. I think that he, he's going to be okay. And this is a guy, again, Matt Stafford has played for the Lions. So he's been put against his back against the wall numerous times. He knows how to turn. I hate turn to break it, it to you. Washington, I, I put in the be, same cut as the Lions over the course of Matt Stafford's career. Yeah. I'm just fine. like, not I like maybe I'm not putting still, it to you. Maybe I'm just putting it in the honesty of our listeners. Um, 
Honestly, I think I, th- I still think the Lions are a bigger train wreck than, than we are. So Matt Stafford went but, eleven and five having, in twenty fourteen. Washington hasn't Washington hasn't won exactly. more than ten games since they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but Detroit Lions just got rid of everybody who's ever worked there ever this past season. I think they've done that twice since yeah. that winning season. But again, I think Stafford's got two or three good years left in him. I think we should get him at a bargain price, which I think he'd be available for, and not okay, have to so pay. Okay, so you are you are willing so to take a guy okay. whose best football's been behind him, even, but you just want someone who has something left in the, you think it has something left in the tank. I, I don't think okay. Kim has a lot left in the tank. I think that his tank is he showed that in New England this year. I don't mm. think he has a lot left in the tank. I think he has yeah. a little bit, but not a lot. I think Stafford has more left okay. in the tank than Kim right. does. And both of them better. And both of them are better than, yeah. than Alex, Alex Smith. Smith right I, he just, I think it's got to be it. Um, <clears throat> okay, who else? Okay, here, here we go. Jameis Winston. Oh, that's a good question. And one I will be completely honest, I had not considered previously. Now again, if Drew Brees retires, it's a really good chance he stays in, in New Orleans. However, that doesn't matter for this conversation. Hmm. <clears throat> I, I don't want Jameis Winston to be the, the quarterback of the Washington football team. And I know that he had a bit of like a redemptive season, sort of was considered to be like a good teammate and had that really nice pass in the playoff game. But I um, maybe, maybe he falls into the category of guys who have not played their best football yet. I think he... I think he has. Like, I don't think he's. I don't think he's any better than being a guy who leads the league in touchdowns and in interceptions. He's also like the corniest guy on the planet. The E to W speech is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. I've watched the E to W speech. Oh God! If 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 I said the number one hundred times, I don't think I would be lying because I find it so. <laughs> funny and so horrifying to watch it's just like the corniest thing i've ever seen there are a lot of corny guys in the nfl and i think Jameis is the corniest and i just like i just don't want a corny quarterback you know even like if he was a corny here's the thing russell wilson is kind of corny but he but he's like good enough that i can look past it okay Jameis, i don't think is good enough for me to look past how corny he is okay that's fair that's that's my that's very fair. ideology yeah. of Jameis Winston and corny quarterbacks. I think Jameis Winston is an average quarterback at best. Honestly, I think I think that he has the an average ability. Um, he's great with a long ball, but he he's again you're right. He's going to have as many touchdowns as he does interceptions. He reminds me of like a like a Brett Favre, where he's, yeah, he's kind a of slinger. a slinger, and and I love that. But he doesn't have quite no. the ability that Brett Favre had. Well, again, Brett Favre threw as many yeah. touchdowns as did interceptions. But, man, his ability to, to, to make a game was amazing for Favre. I don't think Jameis Winston has that. I think he's a great middle ground quarterback. I just don't think that it's somebody who's going to okay. start next year for us. Yeah. It's that simple. Now, here comes – now, I'm not going to go through the whole list, the big yeah. list of people that are available. But here's the big one. I think yeah. this is the one you were talking about. Do we do it? Do we get the guy – that's been wearing a star this many years. Do we go after Okay, so Prescott? that is not who I was thinking of. Oh. Do we go get Dak Prescott? I'll be honest, I don't know sort of where he is in his recovery. I know that there are a lot of like commercials that are hamming up. Have you seen these commercials with him hamming up? Uh, I think. No. See, here's the thing. I there's here's how you know the commercials weren't that good because I can't remember who they were for. <laughs> I want to say it's Sleep Number, maybe. I'm not sure, but there okay. is some interview or some interview, some commercial where it's like Dak is the spokesman for whatever brand this is, and at some point in the commercial, someone asks him like how his recovery is going. So like this thing has been shot since he got hurt. Um. Uh, so, oh, if we're assuming that he can play, are you saying we're assuming he can play next season? Yeah, no, we we can assume whatever. Because in this in this question is, do you want him here? Like it, again, it, yeah. we're, we're spending the money. Now we don't know if he can play. Yeah. That's a huge deal. 
And the question is, do we spend the money to find out if he can be the starter quarterback? Do we bring him in, spend the – it's going to be a ton of money, have him come in. I mean, I, the way that you're phrasing it makes and, it sound like you think it should, it should be a no. No, no, no. I mean, I, I have no problem with with how people are perceived. Do you do you think it's a no? Again, do you think it's one of those. Should not do this. I think it's be too expensive. I I wouldn't spend the money on a on a rehab now. However, especially since we just have one who's our quarterback right now, it's a hard one. <clears throat> he had he's one of the he's him he's one of the top free agents out there. He's one of the ones yeah. that you want to go get. Um, you don't have to give away the house for it, but you got to pay yep. him. And do you pay so are we, if we're assuming because if we're assuming that he's going to be asking for Deshaun Watson money, right? Yeah, he's probably going to be asking for twenty five to thirty five million. So if you're if we're looking at this as an apples apples comparison, let's say and you we've already established that we don't believe that Watson's coming here, but let's say that they had they were able to pull it off. They they sent. Three first, two seconds, Chase Young and Terry McLaurin. Okay, whatever. Not going to happen, but let's say they did it. To okay. get him, and then they had to pay him. Or you get a guy that you're going to pay the same amount of money, but it is unclear if he can produce, but you also get to keep those picks and those players. I'm okay. I don't. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I think I would be okay if they went out and got Dak Prescott. I think they should be in the. I think I agree with you. I think they should be in the running. They should give it a shot. Now, again, you know Dan Snyder doesn't know how to say no to things, but there is a point where you stop. But he's. We know he's quality. Yeah. We know he can play the game. We know he can start. We know he has. He, he's. He's not a. No. He's not a bad quarterback. Here's a guy that can come in and really add to what we're doing here. So I think Prescott is on the board. I think he, he's, we take that opportunity. And again, this is extrapolating to entirely unrelated things, but no one ever thought that Alex Smith was going to be able to play quarterback again after the injury that he suffered, and he came back and played, albeit not at the same high level hmm. that, but, you know. Or sure. anything over 15 I mean, yards. He was already on the downward trend. He, he They played well you know, in the games that he was in Washington before he got hurt. He was productive. They were yeah. a winning team at that point. I think they were three and one, if I remember correctly. I'm not entirely sure. Um, you know, so the question is, are you willing to put the money up if with the unknown? I think Washington would be willing to put the money up, and I think I would be okay with it. I think you're right. Absolutely. Now, who did you think of? What was the Sam quarterback Darnold. I left off? Oh, that's right? a hard one. He's shown he here's where I sound. Sam Darnold has shown in the worst of circumstances that he can be a good quarterback. He he has performed well enough where you're like, holy shit, Sam Darnold isn't dog shit, even though he plays in one of the worst franchises in football right now in the New York Jets. Conversely, you know, you say, you assume that Darnold's going to get put in a situation because they just, like, are so woebegone that he wouldn't succeed. And so it seems like he's succeeding in spite of the fact that he's on the Jets. He's not looked good, but I think you can blame a lot of when he's not looked good on the fact that he's on the Jets. Well, right. no one looks good on the Jets, so, so that makes sense. So do you think that Sam Darnold... <clears throat> comes to Washington I mean the question is like is is does it change the scenery regardless of where the scenery changes to make Sam Darnold a quality NFL quarterback and then the second part of that question is if he comes to Washington is he able to peak beyond does has he played his best football yet I think the assumption is you say no but are you willing to make the move so with Sam Darnold now, uh, the Jets have the first round draft pick, correct? Or there's, there's they the don't have the first overall pick. They won their way out of the first pick. That makes no sense for for uh, the Jets, but that's okay. I just meant like right. I can't believe they won that many games. Um, in in looking at this, 
And, and of course, Darnold is still under contract. No, he's, he's, still his, he's still on his rookie. He may so be restricted. He comes immediately. Yeah. immediately comes cheap, dollars wise. You're, I think yeah. that the set of circumstances under which they are able to get Sam Darnold are if Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets, and somehow, yeah, Darnold is not involved in the trade to bring Watson in. So say, let's say Houston says we don't want Darnold. Then the Jets have him, and I think they move him. That's the only set of circumstances in my mind that I can see him leaving New York. I I think so, and this is a hard one because it's what you have to get up, give up to get him. Now, if and that's the problem. Darnold has exactly. I think he has a lot left in there. I think he's a better quarterback than the Jets have made him out to be. There is zero chance that Watson goes to the Jets. Zero. He's not going there. If you told me that I have a no trade clause and I can go pretty much anywhere I want and someone goes, hey, do you want to go to the Jets? Uh, no, I don't even want to go to a Jets game and yeah. watch in the stands, let alone become a quarterback for them. So, no, that's not going to happen. Now, however, the way the Jets are run, it's a complete show up there. They would probably be happy to get some more draft picks for an okay player to get rid of Darnold just because that's who they are. They make no sense. So if we give up, you know, maybe a two, two twos and a three, or because we don't do well with our twos anyway, or like some kind of mid-ground linebacker, okay, I would take Darnold in a second. I think he's a good player, and you're right. We're going to have to pay him, so it'd be a trade and then a re-sign, but we're not going to pay him too much like we would uh, Watson or Prescott. So would I, go, would, I, would I take a chance on Darnold? Absolutely. I think um, I I can't envision the Jets move on from Darnold without another option, without at least securing a first-round pick in return. I think you're going to have to spend a first to get Darnold. That, um, you may be right. You may be very right. That said, I will also say that Vegas odds have the Jets as the favorites, statistically, to get him. To get or to get Watson, to keep him. Yes. Oh, Watson. They really? say that That's not happen. the favorite is Houston. Houston's at plus one hundred. The Jets are at plus four hundred. The Dolphins are at plus five hundred. New England is at plus nine hundred. Chicago Bears is at three hundred or nine hundred, and both the Broncos and Washington are at plus a thousand, and then San Francisco's at plus fourteen hundred. So that's sort of where Vegas has their heads at. Because, of course, Vegas is looking at the numbers. If The Jets have all this available capital. They have draft picks. They have this. They have that. They have Darnold. They have all this great stuff to give them. But at the very end, all it takes is Watson to go. Right. I'm not going there. He has that right. He has right. – he, it's in his contract. So, therefore, would you go to the – Watson wants to leave the Texans because they are not doing good. They're falling apart. Yep. They're and not a great football he wants to do it team. on his own terms. Why would it's he It's interesting. Leave? I have read multiple things exactly. about how, like, people are... Some people are begrudging Watson because they see this as an extension of the, NFL, the NBA, really, where players are able to make more demands. The NFL is, a, is an owners-dominated league. 100%. More heavily, I think, than any other of the professional leagues, the owners run the show, hundred percent. They the players have very little power. They don't have guaranteed contracts. No. They they are. I mean, what little's guaranteed is 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 chump change compared to the rest of the leagues. Right. With players are considered entirely expendable in the NFL. Oh, and, and you look at so JJ Watt came out and, and was talking trash about the Texans, about how bad it was, how the, the how everything was going to crap. And he is a Texan through and through, and he's got the door. Watson's yeah, they may move him, which is crazy. crazy. But Watson wants out because he wants to win. He's looking at the next five years, five years of his career, knowing it's not going to happen. They yeah. went into this year thinking it was going to happen this year and fell apart. And then right. everything wiped out. Eyes they, are open. They, they, they gave away players for... for chicken feed they they did all yeah. this stupid stuff watson's like i should i i don't want to be here i want to win and that's yeah, every player's sure. desires to have an opportunity to win to, to when they traded away deandre hopkins for 
he his eye he probably just said the next day like I'm I'm not I can't. Stay it was like there. for a duffel bag and a high five. It was it was yeah, a horrible deal. It was crazy. But Watson says I want to win. What teams give him the opportunity to win and can trade for it and needs a quarterback? Us, right. the Bears, Miami, and the Dolphins. Yeah, They're, he's not going to the Jets. He's not. The Patriots, as much as I love hearing their coach talk, they don't have the pieces right now. Their pieces are gone. A lot of their pieces are old. They have to rebuild. Watson doesn't want to rebuild. Patriots are He wants to go somewhere that he feels like he can be immediately successful. I do think that Bill Belichick has some sort of cachet with players. Like, guys do like like going there. Um, But I think you're right. I, I completely think you're right. So... I don't know. Um, uh, I think I don't think Washington has what it takes to get him. I think there are some options out there, and I have a feeling. I and we've we've not even talked about the draft. I don't think the draft is an option, at least where they sit to be able to get a guy to come in. I'm no. be a game changer immediately. Um, I certainly don't trust them at this current moment to make a a draft pick that's going to land immediately. I just don't like they can't do it so honestly, I'm part part of me is glad that it can't happen. Like that there is that they can't even make a pick that they can put their faith in because the guys who could do it are going to be long gone off the draft board by the time it gets around to Washington. Yeah, we're not we're not getting the the changing of of our entire team quarterback in the late first round. Was it 19th pick right now? No, we're not getting that. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, t- you know, again, I'm not really a draft guy. We'll do, we'll do a requisite amount of draft, draft preparation and talk. Um, I promise. But today was about know, quarterbacks. People. Yeah. Um, from where I sit, based on what I know it and what I've seen, it seems like Trevor, in my opinion, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the only surefire guy. I'm not sold on any of the other ones. Um, that are sitting out there. But we're not getting them. Uh, They're not coming to us. doesn't matter. Right. And I yeah. think we need to focus more on getting these other quarterbacks, whether it's for free agency or trade. There, there are availabilities out there. We need to focus yes. on one of them, two of them, yep. three of them, whatever it needs to get out there. Uh, and whatever you remember that Fitzmagic is still out there. He's a free agent again. Yeah. You know who's out there also? Who Who's had a bit of a rehabilitation of his own? Who's that? Robert Robert Griffin the uh, third. You know what? Uh, I was going to talk about that. Then I realized not a chance ever. <laughs> Could you imagine? He's coming home. Oh. Can you imagine if people just start wiping off all the dust off their RG3 jerseys and be like, oh, yeah, I always knew he was coming back. Yeah, like you could get RG3. If, you were too cheap to you, buy a new jersey. Don't lie to yourself. If you bought one of those RG3 jerseys from Goodwill because you see them at Goodwill. Oh, um, yeah. You, For like 10 bucks. like a bandit. Yeah. Still well, lots, uh, lots. You know, in spite of the fact that not much is going on, still lots to talk about. Uh, the Cult to Cult podcast is produced and edited by me, Brian Stabby, my co-host and director of social media. It's Gumby. You can follow the Cult of Cult on Twitter at the Cult of Cult. That's all one word. We are a good follow. We're engaging with the local uh, ecosphere. We're we're involved in the zeitgeist. We're getting into it. Uh, you can also follow me on Untapped at Stabby and you on Untapped at D. Cumberland Jr. Still haven't had anyone follow us on the old Untapped. Uh, you should. You can find us, the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify by searching Hogshaven, a Washington football team podcast. And we ask that if you like what you've heard, that you do one of three simple things that you subscribe, that you rate us five stars wherever you listen, and you encourage one friend to check us out. It does make a huge impact on our ability to reach new listeners. We know your listening time is valuable, and we appreciate you taking your time with us. Gumby, more to come, yeah? Absolutely. More to come, and we hope you'll stay with us here on The Cult of Cult.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.